0: hi guys welcome back to the duke podcast oh was i yelling okay sorry. um <laughs> we have a very exciting episode today my favorite human ever christine is on the podcast today Woo! do you want to introduce yourself uh, hi everyone. I'm Christine. I am from Dal Physio. I guess. Ah! Nice. I'm so happy to have her. Okay. Um. So yeah, Christine. She She just passed her physio. What's it called? The physio board exam?
1: Uh physiotherapy competency exam.
0: And she passed. So she's officially Ooh. a physiotherapist.
1: Nice. Yay. Congratulations.
0: Is that you, crazy? Everyone. Thank you. That's so exciting. <laughs> I can't even believe it. it. Feels like it's been such like a long long journey Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah okay so we're just gonna I'm so itchy does someone else want (laughs) to (laughs) talk
2: so we just wanted to kind of get an idea of like the journey that you had to get to where you are right now and if there's what's left before you kind of get in the groove of like a you know job and everything so like just to start it off like the program that you started the is it it's like a master's, right? Yeah. So did you have to do like an entrance exam to get into that? Uh
1: so no entrance exam specific to physio. We had to do like Casper to get in. Mm-hmm. Um hey, so like yeah. more of like the ethics one. Yep. Yeah. Um and then like just have basically like the prereqs required for physio, but no specific like actual test. Right. I have two
0: questions regarding that. So do you like are the prereqs to get into physio like kinesiology specific? Or are they like pretty like chem, bio? Yeah, not kinesiology specific. There's a
1: couple like, um, oh my gosh, this might've changed since I applied, Mm -hmm. but um, I think it was like, we had a stats requirement. There was like anatomy. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there was like a couple science courses you had to take, uh, like stuff like that. I don't know the exact specifics, but um, Mm -hmm. yeah, like not, like it's not kin specific. You'd come from anything. Are most
2: of the students in your program from kinesiology?
1: Yeah, I'd say most for all of physios from kin, but like we had some people in like med sci, we had some people mm-hmm. even like an arts degree coming into it mm-hmm. that just had their
0: prereqs for it,
1: so. How nice.
0: Yeah. How, um, so like for dental school, we need to like the last 60 hours and like med school too.
1: Similar, uh, yep.
0: How was, like, was it similar for you guys? Yeah, kind of similar. Um, I
1: think it's kind of, I don't know the dentistry one as much, but I think it's kind of along the med school lines. Yeah. Um, right. They, like, take your, I think it's the last 60 hours as well, but I mm-hmm. could, again, I could be a little bit wrong, but <laughs> no, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a little while, yeah. Um,
2: why did you choose Dowell for physio? Did you tr- apply anywhere else as well?
1: <laughs> yeah, so I am from Ontario originally, mm-hmm. so I applied to all of the Ontario schools, so, like, Western, Mac, Queens, U of T, I hope I'm not forgetting any. Uh, I think that's all I applied to. And then Dal as well. And (laughs) I chose Dal truly just because, like, I wanted a bit of a change from Ontario. Um, So it was, like, nothing, like, school-wise. Like, they all seemed pretty comparable when I was looking at them. Mm -hmm. But um, I just didn't really want to be in Ontario anymore and Mm -hmm. I wanted a little bit of a change. So So that's why I chose Dal. But I've had friends at, like, all the schools and, like, truly, like, I don't think they're saying anything bad at any of them. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, like, every school kind of has a... Few issues on its own, <laughs> but like, how can you compare those two, right? So, so
2: your undergraduate was in an Ontario school.
1: Yeah, so I did can uh, at Western for my undergrad. Oh, nice. Yeah, okay, nice. yeah. Um, yeah. sorry. Go for it. I was, no, no. I was, I was just going to say, did you always want to do physio? Uh, no. But, like, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, and then I got into kind of, like, second, third year, and I was taking more, like, clinical kinesiology courses, (laughs) so that was kind of lining me up, like, more towards, like, physio or OT or something like that, Um, or, like, med school or something, and so I decided, like, I liked physical activity, and I liked exercise and all of that, and I liked helping people with that, Um, and I'm, like, big into working with, like, seniors and, like, functional mobility, Mm -hmm. so um I really found like physio was a good way to good way to do that nice
2: so how competitive is it to get it
1: uh, it's pretty competitive um i think the like I can't remember what the actual competitive GPA was, but like it was pretty high. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like kind of up there with like a med school like type level oh, wow. of like they like they have limited spots in Canada, mm-hmm. um, especially like if you're coming out of province, like all I know is like out of province to Dal at least, like they have specific seats per province. Oh, of course they do. Um, yeah, so you're like applying like, as an out of province student, oh. so like that's a little tough too. So yeah. it is quite competitive to get oh. into.
2: But is it like also like a balance between grades and extracurriculars? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So
1: they look at both of those. Um, they want like, obviously, like anything else, they want like re- well-rounded individuals. So they do look at like extracurriculars and all that stuff as well.
2: And do they like give you an interview? Is that like how it works?
1: So Dal used to do interviews, um, mm-hmm. but I they didn't when I was going in just because of COVID. And I'm pretty sure they've taken them out moving forward as oh, well wow. but I could be wrong about that so check that one but I, that's from what I've heard mm-hmm. um and like little caveat I'm also like the president of the physio council um. she's just so perfect <laughs> she's so talented so a lot of this like I do know like from like a like a internal yeah you know kind that's of point of view yeah know. so so from what I know that um the interviews have been taken out but I don't know that like a hundred percent based on the year
0: Okay, just to grill you a little bit, um, like we're talking about how competitive everything is. So would you be able to like, what, do you remember your stats like from undergrad that got you in or like relatively and like what extracurriculars were you up to?
1: Yeah, so there's like a lot of volunteering that I did just because it was really hard to get a job um, doing like obviously doing physio before you're a physio, but even like right. in Ontario, kin is a registered um Profession, mm-hmm. So, like, you can't even do, like, kin as, like, a not-certified kinesiologist. You have to be registered to do that. Oh, wow. So there was a lot of, like, experience that you needed to have that you couldn't get, like, by working in Ontario. So I did a lot of um, volunteer work for that. So I was, like, volunteering in... Um, different clinics, like different hospitals. I did a co op in, ho- in a hospital in high school, um, so like stuff like that, and that like kind of gave me both like the experience of like knowing what I wanted to do, but also the experience to apply. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what was your other question? Oh, like my stats. I don't remember my GPA specifically, but Dal works. I don't know if this is like normal, but Dal works on like a. 13 four? point scale 12. or yeah, something. 4.3? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like Ontario works either oh, on a 4 or a 12. Oh, 12. Really? Yeah. I have no idea about that. was weird. Dow was, yeah. so, was weird. So was weird, weird. I, I can't remember what my like GPA was based on the 4.3 scale, but I want to say it was like, I want to say it was like 4.1, but I like nice. could be very mm-hmm. wrong about that. Right. Of course, girl. Um, and then <laughs> DAL also, like this is a caveat too, I like am diabetic and so DAL also uh, has a program where you can apply as a student with like a disability mm. in air quotes for the podcast listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that like encompasses a lot of things. So I would highly recommend looking at that too and see if seeing if you qualify because it helps like your application as well oh, wow. if you do qualify, just mm-hmm. so they have like diversity as well. So pretty Yeah, cool.
0: good to know. Yeah.
2: So you mentioned that um a lot of the jobs in Ontario require like a kinesiology degree. So, can you actually work with just a kinesiology degree?
1: Yeah. So in Ont- well in Ontario, um, I'll speak Ontario versus uh, Halifax, but or Nova Scotia. But Ontario, you have to be a registered kinesiologist to actually practice as a kinesiologist. Okay. Whereas mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure um in nova scotia you don't have to be registered so i think in nova scotia as long as you have your kin degree you're allowed to practice as a kinesiologist whereas in ontario you weren't allowed to do that so that was kind of like the the issue with me of just like only having a volunteer Mm -hmm. um whereas other people i know like worked as kinesiologists before coming into if they did a kin degree
2: and how are like the work that a kinesiologist can do limited compared to like a uh, physiotherapist
1: yeah. So, um, kids can do like a lot of like ergonomic assessments and they can help with, um, workplace, uh, what's it called? Workplace, like not disability, but like, yeah, like basically like the workplace assessment to like return to work once oh, you've been okay. off a of disability. Oh, okay. Um, so they can help with that and they can do like exercise prescription and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say like kin is mostly um like an exercise specialist whereas physio is more of like a human kinetic specialist so they have that like exercise component but they're like movement specialists where like they know like why things move and why things work and can form like more clinical diagnoses
0: so interesting (laughs) i have questions about um okay so, like, through our undergrad, we're obviously really, like, motivated to be involved in things and be in leadership positions and, like, all towards our application. So, I, I've always been wondering, like, you're the president of, like, the physio board, right? Yeah. How did that come about and why? Is, can, I, can I ask this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, basically,
1: how it works in physio is the first, like within the first couple weeks um, the previous physio council puts out like a bunch of positions that they need filled for the first years so when i was in first year i applied for the first year rep position and a lot of the positions from first year carry over to second year um, and either like change title or don't change title depending on the position and so the first year rep position ends up changing title as long as you have a vote of confidence and you still want the position to be the physio president Um, of the physio association so um just by applying to that position and getting the first year rep then i became president just because i had a vote of confidence Mm -hmm. whereas like you don't always have to continue with it if you don't like it or whatever but that's just how like my position went
2: what was your motivation to do that in the first place though
1: um, I've always been, like, super involved in just everything, so, like, yeah, I, um, I was, like, the head orientation leader when I was at Western for, like, all of health sciences and stuff like that, so I've just been, like, it's just part of who I am, of, like, just I just want to do everything, so,
0: yeah. And she does, she, 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 she does. Yeah. Thanks.
2: Uh, One thing that I'm curious about is like what is like the range of work that a physiotherapist does so once once you become a physiotherapist right so like could you talk a bit about like the private and then like the public sector and then like what you can do in those
1: absolutely so um, as you said there's like kind of the two divisions so there's like private and public and then beyond that, there's, like, three kind of main areas of physio. So you have, like, your MSK, which is, like, mus- musculoskeletal. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. Can't talk. Then you have your cardio resp and then you have your neuro. Oh. And so – within the like public and private you can kind of work on those areas of physio. Mm-hmm. Um so like for example, one area that I'm interested in is doing like a neuro rehab within a public sector, mm-hmm. but I'm also interested in doing like pelvic floor and MSK within a private sector. So essentially what it means is just that like Private, you would be either like a contractor or you'd be an employee of a private practice, Mm -hmm. and people from the community would come in and pay for your services, whether through insurance or not, like out of pocket. Mm -hmm. And then the public sector is run within like the hospitals and like clinics um, provided, like again, by the government. So you're going in and it's already covered for your services that you're getting. Um, so a lot of the public physios will work in hospitals, long-term care, like all of those kinds of things. Whereas in private, they'll work in more, um, like private practice, like mm-hmm. the clinics that you see just on, on the street. Right. Nice.
0: Yeah. I have a lot of questions about like the actual spirit. So what do you call, like, what's it called? A first year physio? Like, in just yeah. First year physios? Yeah. Okay. Like it's just a two year program, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So what's like is there like a big difference between first year and second year? Like I know you've been doing a lot of like clinical rotations. Yeah. Was there any of that first year? Like what's the difference?
1: Yeah, so um when I started the program it was a different um setup from how it is now. So now the setup is that um like we had an extra placement right at the beginning that was only two weeks long and it was like an intro placement, um, whereas it's no longer included in like the syllabus for incoming years. So basically how mine worked was in first year, uh, it, was, <laughs> it was really intense school-wise. Um, there was not a lot of downtime, it was like a lot of studying, but it was all the studying to like prep you to do your first placement. So you had that like knowledge going into it. Um, so my first placement was a two week, it was an introductory one. Um, I was in Fredericton for it in a hospital. They were doing like orthopedic physio. Um, so a lot of like total knee, total hip replacement, like the post-op physio for that. Um, so then you finish that placement and then you go on to do more studying before your first like real placement. And then you have, well, we had one placement in first year that was like a six week,
0: Am I right about that?
1: Six week, Yeah, it was a six-week placement. Um, and it's supposed to be either, I think it's like MSK or CardioResp is one of the first two. Mm-hmm. And then throughout your time in the program, your placements are kind of like interspersed with courses. Um, and so you'll end up doing, you won't have like the, the incoming classes won't have the introductory one anymore, but they'll end up having three six-week placements that are focused on either MSK, CardioResp, or Neuro. And then they'll have two placements at the very end that are like more of your advanced placements where it can combine like different skills or it can be like more like complex areas of practice. And those last two are only
0: five week ones. Wow. Okay. I this it's actually a really interesting concept because at least at Dow, mm-hmm. what I've been seeing is it's pretty last minute when you find your placements, right? Or maybe not last minute, maybe that's not I can also. Um, it's (laughs) like, how does the placements work? So you get your placement whenever you get the placement and then they can be all over the maritimes?
1: Yeah. So, so it's different with each school. Like Ontario is pretty easy. If you're in Toronto, your catchment area is Toronto versus because Dal's the only school on the East coast. Um, the catchment area for Dal is all of the East Coast. Right. So you could be in any of the four like Atlantic provinces to do a placement. Mm-hmm. So basically how it works is you have a choice where you can select like your top five, and those are kind of like your, I don't know, like your opinion on where you'd rather go, but you're not necessarily guaranteed that you get one of the five. So the, the caveat is that like you could be placed anywhere if you didn't get any of the five. And so I did have that happen to me one time when I went to, um, like I was lucky cause I was only put in Fall River so I could commute from Halifax. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can really like, if you don't get your top five, you could be thrown like kind of anywhere. Um, so that's a little bit of the challenging part. And like the placement options like you don't necessarily have a certain number that will be Halifax each time or Nova Scotia each time so um if there's a certain certain area you want to be in you kind of have to be flexible with that which um incurs a couple more costs and all of that too because if you're like thrown somewhere you have to find housing and transportation and all of that so um yeah it's a little bit it's a little bit of a a little bit of a headache while you're planning for it but um like, all in all, I've found clinical placements to be like super good opportunities for learning, so even if you are kind of thrown somewhere it's it's not necessarily a bad thing. it's
0: just kind of takes a little bit of like rolling with the
1: punches to do it
0: and so you had six your year, right? I had what six like your your class has six placements, yeah, so we have like right? the
1: five real ones and then the one intro one, yeah,
0: yeah, so you've been you've been everywhere, I've been everywhere, yeah, yeah. Fredericton, Aniganish, Fall River. She's going to Newfoundland. Yeah, I was in PEI. Oh. Yes, yes. And then you want to talk about the last one? Yeah. Yeah.
1: My last one is an international one. So I'm going to Scotland for it. Oh, wow. nice. Um, yeah, so we were really lucky. This is the first year that they've offered it since COVID that we could do international again. So... Um, I don't have a lot of details about it yet, so that's really all I can say, <laughs> um, but yes, it will be in Scotland, so it's uh, a partnership with the GCU, like the university there, so. That's really cool.
0: Yeah, but it's really cool. Did you get to, what was the options for international placements?
1: So it was uh, Scotland, Ireland, India, Norway, Whoa. and, yeah, and I think there was, I think there was one more, Norway, India, Scotland, Ireland. Maybe it was only four. That's so But anyway, cool. yeah. And it's like two students go to each one, and they won't send you if it's only one because they want you to have someone else that like right. you know also in the same mm-hmm. country as you. Um, so, yeah, so I think there's eight of us that are going on placement. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. Do That's other
2: the... schools do that too? Or is that just kind of a Dow thing?
1: I haven't seen it at other schools, but I, I don't actually know. Like, I haven't really looked into it. Mm. I, also, because of COVID, it wasn't really on my radar when I started physio. Right, right. And then, like, as I got into it, I was like, oh, that would be really cool. So the fact that they opened it up was sweet, but... Yeah. Sweet.
0: Awesome. Finding international housing, that's exciting. That will be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Finding Newfoundland housing's
1: been fun. So. Finding housing. Yeah. In general.
3: Yeah. So I was just looking at, I, I could be totally wrong here, so yeah. please correct me. So th- I was looking at the School of Physiotherapy website on, on Dell. Yeah. And it seems like there's like a couple of different programs, will call it. Like there's the MSC Physiotherapy, MSC Rehabil- Rehabilitation Research. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. There's some PhD stuff. So yeah. what are all those things and are you like in one of those specifically or do you, yeah? Sorry. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so um so the MSCPT program is the like standard physio program. Okay. And so that's the one that I'm in. Um the research one, I forget what it was called. RR or something, yeah, or right? Rehabilitation yeah. Rehabilitation research. Um so that one is it like you have a You have a thesis, essentially, that you're doing at the same time as your program. So it cuts Ah. out um, one of the courses that you have to take. Uh, I think it cuts out, like, the scientific inquiry course or whatever that we have to take but essentially you do a year before your physio degree where you are only doing your research Mm -hmm. and then once your two-year physio program starts then you're doing your research in behind with all of that and hence why they cut out that one course you have time for your research as well yeah um so yeah so you start you start a year early and then I think it ends up being like a three-year program for you if you do the research um and then I don't know about the PhD one. I don't actually, like, know there's, anything about that one. So I think,
3: yeah, so there's the MSC, regular MSC, RR, and there's yeah. the combined MSC, which I guess is a, it's combined. True. Uh, <laughs> and there's, yeah, PhD in health, which um, skimming through it... Um, applicants who have completed a research thesis masters will be eligible for a two-year residency PhD program. Hmm. So I guess it's like the equivalent for like an MD PhD except for physio. Probably. Yeah. I yeah, okay. yeah cool. I don't know
1: much about that one, okay. but the, the RR and the MSCPT. Nice. Yeah. Cool.
2: Um, do any of the people you know in physio choose the route of going into research and then stay at the university?
1: Um, like right after grad?
2: Yeah. Is that an option?
1: Not that I Seen so far, although I know, like, I know we had one prof at least who, like, never practiced clinically. Like, mm-hmm. she was just, um, like she was just research based. Right. So there probably is the possibility, but I don't know anyone who's actually done that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I have a question about, um, like expenses and scholarships and all that, all that fun, fun, fun stuff. So, um, how expensive is physio? That's a good question.
1: Um, <laughs> we just pay for it. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally it comes in and I go, Oh god. Um I wanna say every time I pay for tuition it's like around six thousand. Okay. A semester or a per year? Per semester. Okay, it's not bad. I wanna say. Is and there a sco- sorry, what were you saying?
2: I was gonna say, um, do you get paid for your co op session or
1: periods? Mm, no. Um. yeah so that's that's the other thing with like the placements is it's unpaid so if you're like put anywhere else that you don't have accommodations like it's essentially just like more expense that you have to incur yeah. um which isn't ideal but like that's the same with physio anywhere like it's not like just because you're in physio at dowel like you're not getting paid like from what i've heard like none of the health professions really get paid for their placements oh. like, mm-hmm. yeah so it's kind of not the greatest
0: no you gotta love it yeah. um Is there entrance scholarships for getting into the physio program? I know we were talking about how med, there is some entrance scholarships. Yeah,
2: and and there's some for dentistry as well. It's just on, like, the Dow website. But is there ones for physio?
1: I believe there are. Like, when I was looking into applying, I think there was a couple. I don't think I qualified for them, so I didn't actually apply. So I don't have that much information on them, Mm -hmm. but I'm pretty sure I did see a couple. Um, that if you're like interested, you probably look for.
2: Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I know you also mentioned at the beginning that one of the requirements for getting into physio was a Casper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, <laughs> the infamous
3: Casper. Yeah.
2: Just a little bit, just yeah. we might do another episode on this, but just a little taste of what your experience was with the Casper and like how to do well on a Casper. Do you yeah. Have any- Ideas on that? I have a
0: I have a pre before we get into the doing good on it was it do you need it do you need the Casper for all physio schools that you applied to or was it just Dal okay first uh it was
1: majority of them I don't know there might have been one or two that didn't need it but like most of the schools needed it right. okay. Um, okay yeah um yeah so Casper is. Honestly, a little bit less stressful than it seems, which is a nice thing to hear, I'm going to guess. But I, like, studied for maybe a couple days before it happened. And then was, like, kind of ready to write after I did a whole bunch of, like, practice ones. I was like, I know what they're looking for and all of that. I also, like, wouldn't super suggest, like, paying for any courses or any, like, prep or anything. Like, just kind of, like, do the online stuff that's free and it should set you up well enough. Um, the two, like, pieces of, like, I guess, tips that I have are, um, the first one would be, what was I going to say? Um, my brain just left my body. We were
0: talking about it yesterday. You were talking about the two different perspectives. Yes.
1: So, so essentially, like, most Casper questions will give you two perspectives, um, and you really want to acknowledge, like, that you can see the issue from both sides. Yep. Um, so you want to talk about how like it's not just like, okay, this is the one problem that I see. It's like kind of a, a conflict between two viewpoints. So you want to acknowledge both viewpoints. Um, but then the other important thing is you really want to make sure you end up choosing like one Option that you go with so you don't want to like just sit on the fence the whole time be like these are the two viewpoints Like I understand why it could be bad from both points I understand like these are like the two issues you want to do that to a certain extent But then at the end of the day you want to say because of these two viewpoints. I see this as being um, the like most preferred option to go with because of like what I've explained um, and like your rationale for that one like choice that you make should be from both viewpoints and like kind of compare and contrast them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I guess my like third tip is just like type really fast and try to get as much out <laughs> as possible because like that's how you'll that's how you'll get like all of your thoughts out and like even if you start typing and it just sounds dumb like just go with it. Um, I remember like one of the things that <laughs> that to prep one of the questions that they gave was like. Um, what's the best kind of cookie or like what (laughs) like is a chocolate chip cookie better than an Oreo cookie or something like that and it was like it just seems so dumb in the moment but then it was like truly like looking at both viewpoints like trying to compare and contrast the both and then like from those being like my perspective from what I see is that this is and so like it was like even dumb questions like that that like kind of helped get you in the mindset of like okay like some people are gonna like this some people are gonna like this like which one am I choosing and why Mm -hmm. and so like that hopefully can help a little bit um but yeah those are my like 2.5 tips
0: I have unrelated Casper awesome. questions. Um, two of them. One. Yeah. Do you know if there's like spelling errors? Like, will you get docked? I, I don't think so. No. No. Okay.
3: <laughs> like, like, and that's why they, 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 It's, it's tailored for just a wide variety of like individuals. Like, you can also write English and French, but that's why if you're like an international student, that's whose either language is not like first language, is not English or French, and you're worried about grammatical errors, don't worry about it. Like, they're not going to penalize your spelling mistakes. And if you're trying to type fast, you're bound to have something. Like, no. Yeah. Like, they'll get the gist of it.
0: Are you a fast typer? No. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and
3: I think like one of the things with the Casper is like they care about quality over quantity. So yeah. if you have one answer of like your three that are like it's super stacked and it's really nice and your second and third ones are like one sentences, you're okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like you'll do you'll do just as fine as if you were to put something into all three. Yeah. If not better.
1: Okay. Okay. And then something else I was telling Paige um yesterday was that um when I did it, they didn't give us our grades back or mm. our mark.
0: Oh um, God. Yeah.
1: and like now apparently they do. And so the only caveat I would say to that is like take it with a grain of salt. Like it doesn't actually matter how well you do as long as you get above the cutoff, you're fine. Right. So like don't read into your mark more than you have to. Like just go with if you got a pass, you pass. You're good. Move on. Um, so when you like, guys did
2: it, did they s- tell you quartiles? Like no. what? No, they told you, you pass fail.
1: Yeah. So they basically said like your oh, mark wow. is good. Like good enough to get whatever like yeah wow so it's really different it's just, now yeah.
0: yeah i wonder why they do the quartiles now i feel like
1: and
3: it's doubly weird that we only know the quartiles but universities can know your exact percentile yeah which is which, which is, is weird too it's even more like <laughs> especially i don't know cuz it's a quartile right you're you're between 25 percentiles you you're never you're never going to know if you're at the low end or the high end yeah mm. you
0: know it's funny too um our friend just did the Casper, and on the website right now, it's like, your grades, they've been sent to the university, but she can't even see it yet. Yeah. yeah. It's, it is, it's also it's, weird. It send it's it to also first, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I have a question regarding workload. Yeah. So, um, we had a dental student on a few months ago now, geez. Yeah. And um, they had, like, 13 classes going on at a time, something ridiculous like that. And I, like, anyway, it's how was <laughs> the overview P- course
1: overview um so workload in first year was crazy busy um so yeah like no one really had a moment to breathe unfortunately oh uh, um, love it yeah it was it was really busy but the like, if you're going to see a silver lining with all of it, everyone was really busy at the same time. But then everyone that you went to school with was also not busy at the same time. So like, when you had a downtime, like everyone was willing to like go and do stuff and like be together because you're like, we I know we're all free right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's always nice. But yeah, it was it was really busy in first year. And then second year, um, the course load lightens up like significantly. Like you have time to do things. You have time to like enjoy (laughs) enjoy life.
0: Um
1: yeah, and then my year was weird. Like we got extended into a third year just because because of COVID we had one of our placements cancelled. Um so we had it kinda like tacked onto the end. So our schedule was a little bit wonky, and I know they've restructured it so that it goes more with like the Dal University scheduling rather than like the physio scheduling. Um, so hopefully that that helps like lighten the load a little bit too, and not yes. having that like two week intro placement will help lighten the load. Um, so I hope for like future years it's less um, crazy. But it was it was ridiculously busy in first year.
0: How many classes did you have at one time? Or was it just, like, a lot of just really, really dense ones? I want to say we had eight
1: at oh. one. Oh, my God. God. In first year. <laughs> yeah, it was silly. <laughs> but again, like, everyone is in all the same courses. So it's not like one person has, like, a crazy workload and someone else doesn't. Like, just everyone's cool. workload is the same busyness. So... Like if one person's getting through or if one person's struggling, you have people around you to help.
3: Did you find that some of the courses that you did in first year were like similar stuff you did in your undergrad or were they all this new stuff?
1: No, some of them were similar. So I guess it like very much depends on what background you're coming from. So I would say with Mm -hmm. Kin, there was a lot of like repetition, which was nice, Mm -hmm. especially when you're so busy, like you're not studying everything brand new. I think if you were to come from a different program, although it's, like, completely doable, I think it's just be more, like, because you have less repetition, it would be a little bit more stressful just, like, making sure you're on the same page with everyone else. Um, But, yeah, completely doable, just busy.
0: Yeah. Um, And so then I remember this year, like, sometimes you'd have, like, three classes, and one of them was, like, a research class, and, like, so how was... So it went from eight classes, and then what was, like, the... I don't even, <laughs> I even <laughs> know how to ask this question. Do <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah.
1: So basically, like, in first year, you have all of, like, your intro classes. So how how is structured is basically, like, you have MSK 1, 2, and 3 throughout your, like, total program. You have cardio resp 1 and 2. And then you have Neuro... Anatomy and neurophysiology and I think you have two neurophysiologies or something like that mm-hmm. And so like the neuro is all at the end and MSK and cardio start right at the beginning nice. And then you also have an intro to physio at the beginning and You have a scientific inquiry that goes all the first year and then all of second year. What's that? Um, basically, it's like a mix between like stats and like a general like intro to research kind of course So that's like what sets you up in first year for when you get to second year, you have like a, like a research project that you do. And so it's like overseen by a prof within the physio department and you have a group that you do it with. And so like, that's like a year long project that you do in physio uh, or in second year, sorry. But then the first year one is like the setup to that. So it teaches you how to do research. It teaches you how to like, um, look up in databases that teaches you all the stats stuff and like make sure you understand research. Um, yeah. So that's like, those are the kind of, I think those are all the kind of courses. And then in that you have like a bunch of labs and stuff to make sure, you know, like the handling and like all of the hands-on skills. Um, so that's why it's so busy right at the start because you have like intro to physio, you have MSK one, you have cardio resp one, you have scientific inquiry. I think you have something else in there too that I'm forgetting. Um, so like, it's really busy right at the start, but then like, as you go through the program, because you've built the foundation, you have less courses that you need to continue building foundation. It's more just knowledge and skills at that point. So, um, yeah. So once you get out of like first year, first semester, then you really just have like MSK two, cardio rest two, then you go into like MSK three and neuro and like all of that Um, and then just have like scientific inquiry, just kind of in the background of all of that.
0: Wow. I have, yeah, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds awesome. Um, so I remember we used to live together, so this is how I know all these things, but um, just so you guys know, and people at home. Um, (laughs) so she used to go, like, they were like evening class combination project things, Kid, what are those? Do you know what I'm talking about? in class? It was like you, a dentist, a doctor, a... Oh, yeah. So Dal does this thing
1: called... Was it Dalmazing? No,
0: Dalmazing? Yeah. Like, amazing? Yeah. yeah.
1: No. It's like... So it's essentially... Um, they try to do... Like, it's actually pretty cool. They It's like a multidisciplinary... Um, like work with your colleagues to like see how, when you get into clinical practice that each of the domains will work together. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, so you have like, uh, in first year it was a little bit weird. Like it was online and you kind of just had to like brainstorm with people about things like over zoom kind of thing. It was like, it was a weird one, but then in second year it was really cool because you actually like had a clinical, um, like test, but it wasn't marked. Um, And so we had like a physio, nursing, med, um, social work, and speech, speech language pathology. Um, So we had like that group. And so we all, we were split into two different groups within that and then had like two patients that we had to see based on whatever group we were in. And then we had to work with the other disciplines. Sorry, OT was in there if I didn't mention OT. Um, but we had to work with the other disciplines to like kind of like solve the case. Not solve the case, but like treat the patient essentially as you would if you were in like, let's say, like a hospital setting where you like have access to all those people. Um, so it was really cool of like teamwork and like working with other disciplines to make it happen because it was like super real world. Um, so Dalmazing, like the first one was kind of, Weird and not great, but then the second one was was really cool.
0: As all COVID ruined everything. Yeah, every facet. Silly COVID. COVID. Um, Do you have like? Do you remember an example of like one of those cases? I'm trying to think something that would be like relevant to like everyone for like everyone to contribute. I guess obviously as someone who's I don't know anything about any of those professions, so I don't know how any of it would
1: work. So we had, my group was physio, OT, and nursing, and so we were in a station together, and we had, um, like, a simulated patient who um, was post-stroke, and so it was really about, like, I think the task was something, like, as simple as getting them to move, like, to transfer from their bed, like, their hospital bed, again, in air quotes. Um, hospital bed to um, wheelchair and so like that is like a very shared um, responsibility between OT and PT in like a clinical context but OT has more skills relating to like the cognition part of it which is like sometimes affected with stroke Um, so it was really helpful to have like OT's help with that and then nursing came in, of they were like physically competent and knew what were they were doing and knew how to like handle patients. Um, so when it was actually the transfer time, it was really helpful to have a third set of hands that could number one ask about medications, like ask about all of like how they're feeling and how they're doing, and then help with the actual transfer itself. And then OT was really good at like keeping that cognition and like keeping the attention focused. And then physio really stepped in when it came to the actual like point of uh, transfer. Um, so it was like kind of all the skills that like they do overlap, but each person kind of had like their main domain that they could work in. So wow.
0: cool. Yeah. I remember when you were telling me about that, I was like, and so how would a dentist have <laughs> any contribution? Well, I don't
1: think we had dentistry as part of it. I think it was like the other group was med, uh, SLP, and SLP something else, speech language pathology. Oh, yeah, yeah. And maybe social work in that one. That makes sense. Yeah. I was like, hmm, I don't yeah, I don't think there was getting <laughs> the <dentists>. in it. <laughs> just, yeah. just
2: We're not getting <laughs> Med
1: community. Get it. We're not called, <laughs> again cut out of the med community. Yet <laughs> again, again. Okay.
0: I think I had No. Those were all my questions. Do you guys have any other
2: Nope. I think I touched on all of mine too.
0: I'm trying to think. Okay, I'm going to bother you one more time about yeah. the president thing, because I just think that's so cool. Like, <laughs> let me just juice that. What were, like, so what did you do as president? I mean, she did so much, guys. So much,
1: <laughs> yeah, it was, um, I think it was a little bit of a bigger role than I was expecting to take on, but I didn't <laughs> mind that aspect. Um, it, so one of the main jobs is, like, planning the orientation for the incoming new physio class. Um, so that was kind of fun of, like, getting everyone involved, like, similar to, like, a first year orientation that you do when you go into, uh, university. Just, like, planning, like, getting to know Halifax and getting to know your classmates and just, like, having fun and doing activities and, like, planning stuff for everyone's kind of personalities. So we did, um, we did, like, a paint night on, um... The hill. What's the hill called? Citadel. Citadel. (laughs) Um, On um, the hill. We did, like, paint and pizza. We did a karaoke night at Oasis. Um, (laughs) We did, like, an amazing race around Halifax. Um, So, like, really cool stuff. And that was, like, really fun to plan. Um, So we did that. And then a lot of the other responsibilities were kind of, like, coordinating between faculty and either the first year council the second year council or just the students themselves um so there's a lot of like emails that come into the faculty that is kind of better dealt with on a student level um so whether it be like job opportunities or people who want to host like information sessions and all of that um so that kind of like fell on um our like my like, my shoulders, but also, like, the whole council's shoulders. So there's, like, four people in total. It's, like, president, vice president, uh, secretary, and treasurer. Um, So the four of us worked, like, really closely together to do all the stuff. And then um, I guess the other, like, kind of component to the position was, like, just the advocacy piece. So anytime there was, like, any issue in a course um, or issues with, like, marking or, like, anything that came up with, like, that – um, I would be the person that people would like talk to and then I would relay it to either the prof or to the dean or whoever was most appropriate in that situation. Um, and then we just follow up with things like that. So those were kind of like the three main components. The job was, of course, ongoing and took a lot of time, but it was also like really rewarding and I really loved it. So um yeah I
0: was very happy to do that just a perfect angel present girl <laughs> no uh, yes okay is there anything else you guys wanted to ask I'm
3: good I'm good too well
0: thank you thank so you much so for much. coming on I've been trying we've been trying to plan this since I literally moved in the house I was like physio perfect yep. come on the podcast <laughs> well thank you so much for coming and yeah, all I the know. best in Scotland and Newfoundland Thank you. you find um, yeah. If any of you have a house, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if any of you want to put me up for a little bit, I'm here. She's here. She's really nice. She's also really clean. She- <laughs> okay. Okay. Bye, guys. you <laughs>
2: next See you.